Welcome to the Wildfire Tribe podcast. It's lovely to have you join us today. My name is Sean. And my name is Kylie. And we are going to be talking about some pretty wild things today. What wild things are we going to be talking about today? <laughs> I love it. Well, we're going to be talking about beings. Beings, as in like spiritual beings. Yeah. Like spirit beings in the unseen realm, or what people call the unseen realm. Yeah. Why do they call it the unseen realm when you can see it? It's true. I know. But I guess it just depends on what kind of eyes you're looking through because we're multidimensional beings, as are the beings that live in the dimensions other than the three-dimensional seen realm, that there are things beyond what we can see with our natural eyes that are actually really here. And I believe some people see some of these things with their natural eyes too. Yes, that's what we are going to be talking about is beings, as in those creatures, those spiritual beings that exist in our world the world that God has created for us and a world that if you've never seen into is available for all to see now recently we were on a zoom with some other people who were talking about ascension you know prayer where you step into heaven which is where you already are but you step into that awareness of being in heaven and you look around and during that Zoom, we we met a gentleman that mentioned that he cannot see in that space. And that is not uncommon for people to say that, that they cannot see in that space. But our experience is generally that we can help you see those beings, that people do have that ability. They just don't necessarily realize that they do. And they might not even understand what it means to see spirit beings. They might think that it's necessary for you to see solid beings. It's not always like that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's one of those things that as you learn more just about your own spiritual self and the frequencies that we give off as people, the, the frequencies that surround us, the different vibes and everything that we get from one another that then there is also that space that becomes your heightened reality where you begin to understand that a lot of these frequencies that we're interacting with and these vibes and different feelings that we get are actually can be other beings wanting to interact with us or desiring to build relationship with us which more and more we're understanding that the way that we're created to function in these realms continues to be through relationship now in most churches that we've attended there is mostly talk about god and jesus and holy spirit and occasionally the devil will come up i guess depending on what church you are but not as much as god and jesus and the holy spirit of course but we also find that in church attendance we pay very little attention to angels who are what you would call spirit beings what you would say are in that unseen realm this realm that we're discussing today that's where they exist more so than in the physical realm we don't spend much time in churches talking about angels we do talk about the devil we do talk about god and jesus and the holy spirit so we're just opening up that conversation further more about the spirit realm angels are spoken of over 360 times in the bible so they are there they are on display they are a part of our conversation they are not anything that we 
believe that we're supposed to be afraid of. So we want to shine the light on angels and other beings. We want to talk about them. We want to be in relationship with them. Kylie and I both are in relationship with various beings. We are not those people that when we grew up that were told that we can't have invisible friends just decide that that's okay. It's not okay. We have invisible friends, invisible friends that other people sometimes can see and sometimes can't. And we're also okay with the fact that I can see St. Matthew, yet Kylie can't. Exactly. And it's so crazy because I think I've spent so much of my life in an imaginary world, which you kind of just relegate to that space of like childhood where you have that imagination and you frame up for yourself scenarios scenarios that you can play within and things that you just make up and I love that you know that we're coming back into this space where we're beginning to understand actually there was a really high possibility that at that time in my childlikeness that I was actually interacting with heavenly beings and with cherubs and fairies and all of those different kind of things little people like different creatures that are in the realms of heaven that are here also on the earth in their own assignments and filled with their own scrolls walking out different things because they too are created beings created by God. 2 Corinthians 4, 16 to 18 in the Message Bible, so that Bible that's like really today's language kind of Bible says, so we're not giving up, and this is Paul writing in Corinthians, so we're not giving up, how could we? Even though on the outside it often looks like things are falling apart on us, on the inside where God is making new life, not a day goes by without his unfolding grace. These hard times are small potatoes compared to the coming good times, the lavish celebration prepared for us. There's far more here than meets the eye. The things we see now are here today, gone tomorrow, but the things we can't see now will last forever. That's the message Bible version of it. Uh, The King James version is, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So why do we spend so much time focused on the things that we can see in this earthly reality that we seem to live in, and we're not usually open to the conversation of seeing in the unseen realm when that's an eternal space that's a place that is forever why do we do that to ourselves why do we so often find ourselves mixing with people who only want to concentrate on what is right in front of them what is around them in a physical sense and are not open to the discussion of the unseen realm which is a permanent ongoing eternal space well wake up to yourself you know we've got to live in reality i mean come on we get real exactly get real like there's so many of these sayings that we say to one another and we've had them said to us through our lives well that's all good Kylie but you've got to pay your bills you know like you've got to pay for your insurance and internet and all that stuff and that's not going to happen in the unseen realm you've got to actually be real exactly and I think that is the thing that whilst ever we bring that line of separation in which is like well I have have these things that I can see that need taking care of and therefore I just live in this seen realm because if I start to begin to think that there might be anything more or anything like that then that just 
messes the whole thing up. It messes up the formula, Kylie, that formula that we have of being born, going to school, just as you're starting to have the ability to learn multiple languages and you're a sponge, you can absorb all facts and figures, you can absorb new realities, you can see in the unseen realm, you can see imaginary friends, you know, just when you're at that age, then we force you to go to school. And then just as we force you to go to school, all of those unseen thoughts that you are having all of the abilities to learn multiple languages really, really quickly, the ability to dream uh, in that childlike state of believing that all things are possible. Right then, you know, at that age of four or five or six, that's when we send you to school and all of those things disappear. And then we teach you the same as we've taught every single other person who's gone through the planet, the school planet. We do our uh, infants, our primary, our high school Maybe we chuck in a bit of university and there's this plan that the world has boxed up for us that doesn't include the ability of daring to dream or seeing in unseen spaces because we need to get real. Yeah, exactly. I know. It's crazy. Then we're supposed to work for, I don't know how many years, 40 or 50, 60 years. It goes on and on as we start to live longer. I guess we have to work longer. We don't necessarily even have to like our job. In fact, we're told that it doesn't matter whether you like it or not. You just have to suck it up and do it because that's how you do life. Pay your bills, you pay off your house, you get your caravan, you drive around Australia when you're much, much older and you can't hike anymore and you look at things and take photos and you come home and you look after your grandkids and then you die. (laughs) And that is life. That's living, baby. Uh, It's pretty wild. And yet just right there, just right there, actually within us is a whole nother reality that we can engage with and that is actually waiting to be engaged with like all of these living creatures all of these angels are actually wanting relationship with us their destiny is actually to partner with us and to bring things about even like the whole guardian angel thing yeah but we get taught so often too as well that all those things were for later you know when you do complete that big long plan that I just explained and then you die and then if you've like been good or I don't know you've loved God at the right time or you said the right prayer at the right time you get to go into that place called heaven (laughs) and then you get to see all these beings that we're not allowed to have access to right now they're just for later for when you die yeah because dying is like the finish line that's the place where you've actually crossed the line you've completed the course it's amazing that you've made it thank god now you get to go to heaven yeah but our reality is we're in heaven right now heaven is in us we can see in there so that's what this podcast is about today can you see in what is called the unseen realm stay tuned in to the podcast today and we'll talk about some of our experiences in that place and what it's like i've currently been actually developing developing a relationship with Saint Matthew in the spirit realm and I can see him right now as I'm standing here in our green room recording this (laughs) podcast in northern New South Wales in Australia I can see him at the same time as I can see Kylie he doesn't look the same as Kylie he doesn't look as solid as Kylie but I know where he is I know what he looks like I know what he's doing and I'm developing a relationship with him which I first began to develop with him because I wanted something from him and then I realized that that's not how these things work because these beings are also created by our God to be in relationship with us they're not necessarily our slaves they're not necessarily 
necessarily these beings that are created to be told what to do and they do everything that you ask them to do. Absolutely. And I think that's been the most surprising part for me as I've been accessing all these different realms for like years and years now is that every time you go into those spaces of the heavenly places, I'm always surprised that it's not about what we have to do, that it's actually layers and layers of just hanging out, building relationship, getting to know these different people, these different entities, these different beings, the different angels. I remember when I first started really getting to know wisdom, who I'd actually been journeying with already for a really, really long time until I realized that I could actually see her in the multidimensional realms as well and that I could actually interact with her and go on wild adventures and learn more about wisdom and the spirit of wisdom and the person of wisdom and the actual physicality of wisdom in my life. The deposit. So the first time that you told me that wisdom was a person, I was very, very angry that you had never told me that before. And it took me a little while to get my head around that. And then I wanted to know more. So if you're listening to the podcast and you have not engaged with a person, the person of wisdom, you've only seen wisdom as being a word, a word from a dictionary that's now in a sentence that's strung together to give meaning to a sentence. If you've never encountered a being who is originated from a word, then this is the conversation for you to be involved in because we have been finding that over time, the more that we talk about these things, the more conversations we have with people who are seeing in this so-called unseen realm, the more we realize that most of the words that we use also have a representation in the spirit realm as a being. I was told that, and I was only told this last about three months ago, and I'd never thought of it before, that faith wasn't just a word or a concept or an idea or something that we could define just from the word but faith was also a being that you can walk in you can walk in faith so not walking by faith as in you're walking through life without a job hoping that god will provide all your needs that drop out of the sky that walking by faith that lots of christians talk about but you can actually walk by faith actually in a being or alongside the being of faith. So what do you think the advantage of that is? Well, I guess for me, an example of realizing that you can be inside a being. Uh, so an example from my life, which I've spoken about before on the podcast, but I'll say again, is the time that we hopped on the airplane recently, knowing full well that I don't normally enjoy flying in planes, that I have some irrational fear when I'm in planes sometimes, not all of the time, and that I don't necessarily like or look forward to going on them because I know that sometimes that fear can arise and it's not very comfortable for me and it's not very nice having to confront that. So we hopped on a plane as we were taking off on the runway as the plane was powering up under that enormous pressure where it goes really, really fast. Right then I actually came to my mind that the pilot would be in joy that he would actually be feeling a sense of joy 
as he's taking off in that plane because it's something that he would enjoy doing. It's a job that he's taken on because he enjoys doing it. It's most likely that he would actually really enjoy the power of the plane as it's taking off. So as I realized that, it just came to me that I could step in to the pilot's joy. And I saw the pilot's joy as being a bubble, a bubble that he was completely inside. And so all I did was I could see myself in this unseen realm stepping inside that bubble that surrounded him to be with him inside of his bubble of joy and I enjoyed the entire flight. So an advantage of being able to interact with the spirit realm is just examples like that instead of actually going oh yeah well the pilot probably enjoys doing oh that's nice for him I wish that I could enjoy my flight like he does you can actually step in to a being a bubble of joy it doesn't have to be a bubble either it can be anything that you see it to be that's just what I saw it to be on that day and I love that and you definitely traveled differently that trip because I went on four flights and I was completely fine in all of those flights and that is very uncommon for me from my history yeah definitely no it's really really cool i actually have a motorbike quote that i thought oh it's about time you introduced (laughs) motorbikes to the podcast before i did thank you god for providing me with a wife that is beautiful (laughs) that is hot that i've been married to for nearly 30 years and that i love And that is actually now starting to introduce motorbikes into our podcast before I even do it. (laughs) Well, it's by a bloke called Hugh Laurie. His quote... Laurie is a truck, Kylie. Yes, not this kind of Laurie though. And his quote is a little bit mystical. Driving a motorcycle is like flying. Can we just start again? You don't drive motorcycles. If you're going to talk motorcycle, let's get the language right. Okay, I will change his quote for the sake of grammatical context. Riding a motorcycle is like flying. All your senses are alive. And I thought even that, that's not necessarily really beings focused or totally mystical in one sense, but in the other sense, it is. It helps you. It's like this little gateway into that space of, well, I don't have wings. There aren't really too many people in the world that can actually fly. So there's this sense of engaging in this activity in the earthly space that transcends or like takes us into that space of feeling like we can fly. And I think often those places of activation for us in the spiritual realm, in learning to step into those places where we're engaging with these entities that don't necessarily make a lot of sense to our mind when we first start the adventure, is that it's actually we can just start in those places of igniting our imagination like I'm going to go for a ride on my motorcycle because I feel like I can fly or reading a really amazing adventure book and in your imagination you can see yourself being in those scenarios like Raiders of the Lost Ark or like some of those crazy wild adventure movies where you're embarking on these multi-dimensional wild 
time traveling adventures. I think it, they're all just little gateways of which we can use to step into the deeper spaces of what can be our reality right here, right now. So did you say something about motorbikes? What was the whole point of all of that? The point of it was that Hugh, in his very simple quote about riding a motorcycle is like flying, is bringing us into that space where it's like a transitional space that's taking us from doing something that we can see and experience in this reality, which is riding the motorcycle. But then it's taking us into this place of feeling like flying, which is not necessarily something that a human can do, unless we're on a plane or something. But a plane flying is very very different to what you would experience as a bird outside now outside our wildfire tribe studio there are trees blowing in the wind can you see the wind i sometimes can i can see the wind as a being sometimes okay well that's in an interesting conversation because most people would say they can't see the wind so therefore we can't see the spirit realm but we can see the effects of it but you're telling me that you can see the wind well you can see the wind even in its effect on the things that we can see in our environment it is an invisible entity that we can see in the physical space as it interacts with the things that we can see because we're not like going oh no well the wind isn't real because we can't really see it are we so i have been reading a book very very slowly recently i've read it once before and i'm reading it again very slowly and it's written by an author by the name of blake k healy h-e-a-l-y the book is called the veil and this blake in the book called the veil has an incredible history where as far back as he can remember from the earliest memory that he's ever had as a child, that he has been able to see in the unseen realm crystal clear, just as real as you and I can see each other right now. I love it. He never realised that nobody else could or that other people couldn't see exactly the same way as him because it was just something that he was born with, something he's always been able to do. So when you're born with that ability, you don't contemplate that it's not everybody's ability until you're told that there's something strange about it yeah that's right so at some point i'm guessing he was told that so on the back of his book it says this is the story of how i learned to use the gift i was born with and how i discovered that every single thing i saw pointed back to the absolute and perfect love that god has for his children and that's an interesting quote for him to have on the back of his book as well because he had the ability and he still does and he speaks of it a lot in his book where he sees things that aren't necessarily very nice all the time too now he sees horrible creatures on people's shoulders he sees say if you're in a cafe and he looks around he can see what a lot of people can't see as if it is as real as a person and he can see quite often that there are beings around people that are not very nice so a person who's maybe presenting themselves in a way that is different to how they actually normally think he can see their thoughts represented by beings that are not very nice around them sometimes sitting on their shoulders etc you have actually experienced that on occasion too haven't you i do i do see that on occasion it's interesting too from reading his book it sort of enables me to be more okay with my ability to see in those spaces as well you don't feel like it's such a unique and isolating experience because somebody else also has it now i'm not claiming that i see as well as him that's not the point but i see i think 
compared to him probably a little bit less lucidly like I don't see as clearly as him all of the time but something he also speaks of is that he doesn't always see these beings in his day-to-day life it's like he needs to actually tell himself to flick that switch you know that now is the time to look and I do that as well so in a cafe environment in that sort of environment I'm not always aware like I'm not always just looking around going wow there's an angel or there's a three angels or there's this crazy creature on that person's shoulder but if I stop and think about it and then look around after like flicking that switch on then I can see and I don't always like I don't always see in the unseen realm I don't always see these beings hanging around an environment but it actually takes an intention from me to just notice them and I think we also have the ability to see into places where we aren't yet as well because remember that time when we were driving down the freeway and we're going to an event and then we were moving in the spirit to the venue where we were going to and we were not only framing up what we wanted to see happen at the venue but we were also engaging with the angelic and the beings that were already there in the space and making space for more of the ones that were to come and that was pretty wild too because we were actually doing that before we arrived and then when we arrived we got to be a part of what was happening as well. Yes and when we were there at the venue having already seen into that space before we even got there and having already seen the spiritual atmosphere in that room from 200 kilometers away when we got there that completely changed for me because what I had seen from before I arrived I could no longer see when I was there so I could not see the angel behind the pot plant when we got there but I knew that he was there because I had seen him from 200 kilometers away ah and you know what I'm talking about a different situation. So once again, that's another scenario of which we also, like that's happened to us many, many times. Yeah, okay. So I'm just going to stick with the event that I was thinking about. Having seen from a distance of 200 kilometers away what's going on in the spiritual atmosphere in, in a location and then getting there, and not seeing the same thing. But as time went by and a time of worship happened amongst the people that were there, they were seeing the things, the angels in the room, that we had seen before we arrived that we no longer could see. Yeah, exactly. That was pretty wild. And I love that. It's almost like there's this beautiful confirmation when we gather in those spaces with a heart's desire to be open to the fullness of what it is that God's leading us into as individuals and also as the collective it's like this beautiful space where we get to go oh it's not just me like there is something far greater going on here that we all can be a part of which is really beautiful and really exciting and it's also a matter of being okay with the fact that you see things different to me that the angel that is in the corner behind the lamp that I can see right now in this room that you maybe can't even see it and maybe if you do he or she looks different to you than to me isn't it possible that in this created existence that we have by the God who is able to do all things that that is possible as well but in a lot of our thinking a lot of the time we write these things off as being not possible or not true or not believable because you're seeing something different to me but why is that not possible that's right it is possible 
And it's it's actually completely and absolutely designed to be that way because each one of us has got our part that we're playing. We've got our beings and heavenly creatures and, and saints of old and ancient ones and people from the cloud of witnesses. And it's we've got our ones who are there to walk with us as well. And sometimes I feel like it really frames up a lot of who we are, what's in our own individual destinies as we begin to meet those people in the heavenly realms that are there to build relationship with us. And that's really cool because it's been surprising sometimes when I go wow why am I having an encounter with this particular person what is it that I'm here to learn what do they want to show me and yeah it's amazing because often there's a theme in who those people are and what they're sowing into what they're bringing forth what they're releasing what they're illuminating what they're helping us step into now in church environments a lot of the time we're yeah, especially growing up in the church that I grew up in, we would never talk about angels at length like this. We would never talk about things in the unseen realm like this because there was always this underlying fear that if you spoke about these things, that you were seen to be engaging or even worshipping these things just by acknowledging that they were real and that we were taught that you only want to engage with God in that unseen space because he is above all else and it's not worth the risk of engaging with anything else because then you might be seen by God to be worshipping them rather than him. I just don't know how to explain that as being anything else other than completely deranged. And I think it's one of those things It's that a fear Exactly. Tactic. It's fear. And that's that's how we can easily see that it's that point of view is not necessarily something from God because it is based in fear. And God is not based in fear. He's not the God of fear. He's the God of love. So if we're operating and functioning out of the nature of our Father, who is love, then all of those things that are trying to create boundaries and restrict us and bring us into that place where we're making decisions based on being afraid of something, I question that. I think that a lot of that understanding too, in all fairness of people in the past, it comes from a place of the wrath of God and the fear of God that are also spoken of in the Bible. And maybe not looked into or delved into a great deal. It's kind of just like, oh, there's a word about, you know, the wrath of God, the anger of God. Oh, no, he's an angry God. Oh, no, we better do everything that we can to please him and not try and make him angry. So I think on the surface, you know, as we look back at the things we were taught, sometimes it's, it seems like we're, we're saying that the people from our past, that there was something wrong with them, but they were just doing the best with the information that they had too. To grow up and have those ideas about whether or not you should interact with supernatural beings and base that upon what you've been taught at a church by a person who's just been taught what he's been taught. Well, it's not saying that he's a bad person. It's just that it's time to delve into the mysteries of God. Like we have the ability now, we have way more access to information than ever before. We have YouTube, we have podcasts, we have the internet, we are able able to engage in conversation with people all around the world day and night about 
absolutely anything. And we have access to the ability to translate from Greek and Aramaic and Hebrew. and that, All of those abilities are at our fingertips now. So we're really running out of excuses to just say that we can't engage in those spaces because we need to fear God. Yeah, exactly. We can look way more in depth at why. What does the word fear actually mean? Where does it come from? Where is the word fear derived from? What does it mean? What was its original meaning? Whereas people that, you know, from the past that were preaching messages about not engaging with angels, etc., if they were using that as a reason to not engage, they were basing that on information they did not necessarily have access to. We're running out of excuses for ourselves though. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, Billy Graham, the great American evangelist, he said, he was quoted as saying, I am convinced that these heavenly beings exist and that they provide unseen aid on our behalf. Even Billy Graham. Yeah, even Billy Graham. (laughs) I think it's just one of those things where we need to dive into the adventure with our creator on our own in a lot of ways. Like we need to also have our own adventure. I'm not saying you don't need to be a part of community or that being a part of community with other people that love God isn't awesome and amazing because I think that's the part that people love. They do love to be with other people that see things the way they do or that they can talk about these wonderful adventures with diving into the mysteries of God with one another. But I just think it's so special when you let yourself go on the adventure with your creator, when you just let go and see where he wants to take you and just allow yourself to be in those places, the mystical wonderland, the playground of heaven, the green pastures floating in the bubbling brook of beautifulness and just allowing that relationship with with your creator, with your father, with Jesus, with the angels, with wisdom, allowing that to just grow in those places where you can just dive into the fullness of your imagination and then just watch the other spaces of your life come alive. I think for us as a couple and most people that we mix within this kind of uh, space of speaking about supernatural beings, I feel like there's a real unspoken agreement that we step into these spaces knowing God and Jesus and Holy Spirit like I feel like for us that there seems to be this protection that we believe that we have when we're encountering these beings because of our relationship with God is that your understanding definitely that is one of the names of Jesus he is the door and we too because we are made in his image because he is the the firstborn of this new generation, we can do all of those things that he did. So as he is a doorway into the heavenly realms that we access through, we too are gateways and doors into the fullness of what can be beyond here. So if you're fearful or, you know, you have a little bit of trepidation about engaging with the beings in the unseen realm, then maybe that affords you enough protection or enough peace in your own thoughts, I suppose, to engage with those beings with his protection. And I think it is a concern because I, in a lot of the mystical spaces, you're talking with mediums or you're talking with psychics or people within the new age realm. Often they will have 
have a guide or a spirit being that gives them access, or maybe it's somebody that's died, or everybody talks about there being somebody that gives them access to these deeper places, these invisible spaces. And I think that there are certainly gateways into some of these portals and realms that are not good. And I think that that is the part as we dive into these mystical spaces, the mysteries of God. Jesus, that was what his sacrifice bought us, was this space within which we could go into the depths of our Father, that we could understand that we had access to everything that was bought through his death, that then we don't need to die to access those things. And that's the beauty of the revelation of it. The walking it out is sometimes just letting go of all of our ideas that we understood that we used to think and then just coming into the fullness of what how God's actually created us to function. We don't even need the keys to the locks to the doors to the rooms anymore, Kylie. The door's just wide open. Exactly, it is. John Paul Jackson, he, he writes a quote. He says, A heavenly portal is a satirical opening of light that offers divine protection by which angels and heavenly beings come and go without demonic interference. God has designed portals to begin in the third heaven, travel through the second heaven and open here upon the earth. And I think when I was first coming into the revelation of traveling into the different realms of heaven, one of the elementary understandings was this concept of first heaven and second heaven and third heaven and, you know, that that there were these spaces we needed to go through and the second heaven was this place that you didn't want to get stuck in because that's where all the bad things are and everything but I think as we continue to practice this and that all of a sudden it became clear that all of the realms are within us so that we don't actually need to be going through all of these different spaces that actually this is the very space where we always are and that it's just allowing ourselves to see things from the perspective that we're already in the fullness of everything that already is. So I think then there became less fear in this multidimensional traveling because it's like we're always in, we're always in Jesus, we're always in the Father, we're in the fullness of creation because everything is within us and that we travel in and out of all of these spaces of time and spaces of wonder and spaces of creation and all of these mystical realms knowing that we're completely covered like we're completely in the fullness that nothing can touch us and that's interesting so i'm just trying to think of other occasions where i mean for me you know having the ability to see in those places all of the time anyway through intention mind you not just because just so happened that way and i don't do anything with it you know i'm tending to be able to see in those spaces even as i'm walking down the street as well i'm just trying to think of any other occasions that i can talk about where i've been engaged with beings so we've we've seen many angels uh, together uh, we don't actually see the same ones at the same time I can't think of a time where we have really uh, I remember you saw a big angel at the front of the house that we're in right now I've not seen that angel I saw all of those angels in that church one day the small ones that all got their wings burnt from the severe message that was preached that day uh, you didn't see those angels did you I did after you saw them I could see them 
Yeah, so I guess for me, I can talk about St. Matthew. Now, the reason why I've been engaging with St. Matthew in the heavens recently is came about just from me reading about a church in Mexico that had a staircase built by a person who arrived after nuns prayed for somebody to arrive for nine days. Now, they were in a location where a building had been built and they required a staircase to go from the bottom to the top. And I think what had happened was the carpenter that was building the staircase died. Uh, And so obviously the staircase couldn't be completed. So the nuns prayed for nine days and they prayed to Saint Joseph, Joseph the carpenter, Saint Joseph. And in their praying for an answer for somebody to come and finish their staircase, after nine days of praying, a man arrived who was able to finish the staircase, who did not want anybody to be there whilst he was doing it, who built the staircase, completed the staircase, and then did not want to be paid and disappeared. Now, when that was completed, and ever since, Many people have been there since to look at this staircase that was completed in a way where it didn't have any supporting structure at all. And it was actually completed by one person without the use of nails. And it was actually made out of timber that nobody ever since has been able to determine what timber that is. So it doesn't come, nobody's ever been able to explain where on earth this timber came from. So because these nuns engaged with St. Joseph to have this staircase completed, it came to my mind that if I had an issue regarding finances, that the answer for that could be a heavenly being who is actually very good at handling that topic, finances. So I began to search out who that would be. And the answer came to me that Matthew, one of Jesus' disciples, was the person who actually handled the finances of the crew, the crew of disciples. So I intentionally engaged with Saint Matthew, hoping that he would be able to help me with some financial questions that I had. And every single morning ever since then, every time I every morning when I wake up in that state of, you know, between sleep and awake, the first thing that I do is I think of three things that I'm grateful for and I thank God for those three things. And then the second thing I do is engage with Saint Matthew. And in my engaging with Saint Matthew with the intent of trying to get some answers to some financial issues that I have. What has happened is that I realized within the first few days that you can't just run up to a being like that and demand that they do for you what you want them to do. Because when I did that for the first three days, he bounced backwards like he was standing there and he bounced backwards as if he was shocked. It's like when you jump out in front of somebody and they're not expecting to see you. He did that. And then it came to my thinking that I just needed to develop a relationship with him because how dare I just jump in him and expect him to do things for me. So that's what I began to do. When I woke up in the morning, I would engage with him. I would see him. And eventually over the course of probably nearly two weeks, I began to see him not bouncing back, but sitting at a table. I actually began to see him sitting at a table with like a an old style calculator with uh, long rolls of paper flying out of it, uh, as if he's doing calculations and there's, there's paper flying out of it. And then I got to a point where I began to talk to him rather than just demanding answers from him. And then as only a couple of mornings ago, 
when I engaged with him, I realized that he was no longer there for me to engage with and I know where he went. Where did he go? So one of our sons has just begun studying bookkeeping and accounting. And when I went looking for St. Matthew to engage with about my finances and I realized that he was gone, I knew that he was with our son. Yeah, that's a wild, that's so amazing. I love it. So my relationship and my intention of engaging with St. Matthew to bring about some change in my finances has brought about the reality of him actually walking alongside my son to help him with his studies. Yeah, it's so cool. I love it. And, you know, to really engage with the fullness of what can be in all of these spaces, to even take our learning right into another whole layer of reality. Because there's so many things that we can learn in this dimension about this dimension to help us to function here. But within every piece of knowledge is another whole layer that can be opened up to us if we're walking in all of the spaces with multidimensional access and understanding. Do not allow yourself to be told that these things are not possible. Yeah, so true. If you allow yourself to be told that these things are not possible and you believe that they're not possible, then they are not possible. Well, I remember thinking when we were young, we were told because we were raised not as Catholics and we were sceptical about Catholics because they prayed to saints. And I think now my understanding about what prayer is even, which is prayer is giving our attention to God. This is actually the Google definition is prayer is giving our attention to God in a two-way spiritual relationship where we talk to God and we also listen to him. So if we just see that definition as being the way that throughout all of the ages that these Catholic people have been engaging with these saints, which is basically just like you were talking about St. Joseph and those ladies at the praying for somebody to come and build their staircase, that they were actually building relationship with St. Joseph, that they were actually talking to him and he was talking back to them, that there was this understanding of what we now understand when we talk about the way that people are functioning in these spaces, these mystical saints of old and everything, is that possibly there's far more going on here than what we've been led to believe. Now, I was listening to... Nancy Cohen and her daughter Shannon Bates talked the other day and it's something that I'd never ever heard of before and it makes sense to me now when we're talking about developing relationships with saints and spirit beings etc but also beyond just those things that we call unseen. Now Shannon Bates was in a vehicle I think she told the story of being in a vehicle with a friend of hers talking about how we're supposed to be able to speak to the mountain and make it move into the sea it's in the bible yeah you know you only need you only require faith the size of a mustard seed you know and you can tell the mountain to move into the sea and it will but we don't seem to be able to see that as our reality and what shannon's friend suggested to her was that she needed to develop a relationship with the mountain for that to be the case i love it it's so awesome and it makes so much sense because in this world this fast-paced world that we've had designed for us on behalf 
or somebody who is in a hurry. We think that everything needs to be done right now and if it doesn't mm. happen right in front of our eyes, then it's just not possible or it hasn't happened or it's never going to happen. So we give up on believing that it's possible because it didn't happen in an instant. Exactly. But we seem to have left out the fact that to have things happen, sometimes relationship has to be built. Like for you to get to the point where you're talking about your love of motorbikes on a podcast before I even raise it has taken many, many, many years of me being in relationship with you to convince you that motorbikes are a very good part of our life. <laughs> well, I think it comes back to that place, you know, where we, it's like when we were walking the coast, when we did that big 600 kilometer walk, we were in nature day after day after day and in quite remote areas a lot of the time where often I would find myself in this dialogue with creation as we were walking where we found ourselves with mountains on one side and the ocean on the other and there was like this song in that space it was like we were actually building relationship with these different things that we were walking through and walking past it was like there was an interaction going on that something greater was building and often when we go places we find ourselves in interacting with the weather, with the waters, with all different kinds of spaces within nature and our creation that with hindsight I can see has been this long-term relationship building with all of creation. Now we know, it's been scientifically proven that we know that when we speak nicely to our plants and we sing to them etc that they thrive, that they're more likely to be healthy because we have uh, this love for them. We have a relationship with them, not just singing and saying nice things to our plants and therefore getting an outcome instantly. We're developing a relationship with creation around us to bring about change. Exactly. It's so true. And it's like creation is already doing that with itself. It's like, oh, I can't remember where I heard it. Just the last week somewhere. Where was it? You might remember when I start telling the story. But there was research done into forests where mycelin or like mushrooms grow prolifically in these forest floors. And there was research done that allowed them to see that the mushrooms were communicating with mushrooms in completely different forests and drawing from the forest that they had depositing into the forest the things that were lacking through this network or communication system of the mushrooms communicating with each other. And I just thought it was so fascinating because there's this interwovenness of not only the ability for all of creation to have relationship with one another but for it to see things that are lacking in spaces and for it to be able to transmit or send the things that are lacking to the places that are lacking creation is entangled with itself and mankind as well we're all entangled with each other the ability to communicate and pass on information without being in the same location. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, we've been talking about a lot about that in different spaces. I've been thinking mm. about relationship because that's what we've been talking about and I'd just like to thank you for supporting us via Patreon. So Patreon is an app for people, especially just like us, those creative type people. It's a way for people to support creatives and we thank you for supporting us in all that we do, including this podcast and we thank you for your support in relationally being entangled with us as well in that way that enables us to keep doing podcasts 
and lots of other things that we do. We do not just see it as a, a thank you for that $2 or $5 or $10 or $50 or $100 a month that you send us, but we see it as a connection, a relationship that together we're bringing, we're releasing into the world something that didn't exist before. Yeah, we're scooping up his creation and sharing it with the world and you're enabling us to do that so thank you for your relationship with us to enable us to keep on doing that wildfiretribe.life is our website there is a lot of artwork there's t-shirts there's not just t-shirts though there's artwork there's aluminium artwork there's paper there's canvas there's there's all of these different ways that you can also relationally continue to invest in the things that we produce and we thank you for going there and one other part that i did want to mention today was that because you enjoy listening to our podcast we ask that you share it with other people so If you're listening to this podcast today and you're enjoying the content or there is a particular podcast you've listened to before that you enjoyed, please take it upon yourself today to actually just copy and send that link to somebody else so that they too can listen to the podcast. We're now being listened to all around the world and we thank you for sharing the podcast with other people and we just thank you for being in relationship with us. Yeah, absolutely. And we would love to hear from you too if you are enjoying the podcast. There's lots of ways that you can connect with us through the connection tabs on the website, wildfiretribe.life, or you can just jump onto our social portals and send us a message. Uh, If you are a Patreon supporter, we would love you to direct message us through Patreon. We love to hear from you guys. And if you also have things, you know, prayer requests or anything like that too, just put that out there because, you know, we're believing with you too for the different things that you're seeing in your life. We're believing for an expanded reality for you too as you begin to understand more of the fullness of who you are and what it is that you've been created to step into and function as while you're walking on this beautiful earth. So if you've not seen In the Unseen Realm or you think you have a little bit and you want to know more about it, the book that I was speaking about before, The Veil, V-E-I-L by Blake Healy, H-E-A-L-Y, is a really easy to read book that will really elevate your belief that all things are possible in that space as well. This is a man that has seen in that space all of his life and he teaches other people how to see in those spaces too. So if you're wanting to enhance your ability, that is a way to do that. Or look around online and, and listen to the podcast with Justin Abraham and Nancy Cohen and who else like there's just it just goes on and on and on for anybody else that you're interested in hearing about just like Kylie said contact us tomorrow. we have a friends link on the website so if you right. go to wildfiretribe.life and you click on the link up the top that says friends and we've linked on our friends page a whole bunch of amazing people that you can jump on board and 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 explore what they have to offer and it they may not all be your cup of tea because each one of those people has spoken into our life at some point on our journey and we've loved every piece of that it's just like a hairdresser Kylie like if you can't get the haircut that you want from one you just go to another one don't stay with a bad one all the time because you have some relationship that's really weird exactly got a bad haircut go to a different one and you never know if you just keep on looking and looking and looking you might come across the hairdresser that just gets it right every time (laughs) I love it it's so good yeah so we thank you guys so much
much for joining us today. We hope your world has been a little bit more expanded from spending an hour of your life with us on the Wildfire Tribe podcast. We are believing with you for all the goodness and abundant flow that is yours right there within you to become the fullness in your life. So we're excited about seeing more expandedness and more activation over the next coming months and years. So if you think that you're seeing things, that's because you are. Come on. (laughs) I love it. Thank you so much for joining us. We love you guys so much. Thank you for joining us. Bye. Bye.